Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Sun Sports' latest football podcast, the last one before Christmas, so a Merry Christmas to you all. I'm Roger Hanna, with me is the Sun's Chief Football Writer, Robert Greve. Robert, you were at Celtic Park at the weekend. It looked a relatively routine victory for Brendan Rodgers' team to extend this unbeaten run. Yeah, there was a, a kind of anxious 20 minutes towards the end, Roger, where Dundee got a goal back and put Celtic under some pressure. It certainly made the last 15-20 minutes pretty interesting, but overall, it was a convincing performance from Celtic. They had to... They had to bide their time before they broke down the Dundee defence, who were, who were rigid, solid at the back. Paul Hartley kind of played with a, a back five and, and made his intentions very clear from the off that they were there to try and sit in and get a point. A wonderful piece of skill from Lee Griffiths to get Celtic off and running with a fantastic free kick. There was a bit of debate whether the free kick should have been given. Darren Aday thought he won the ball cleanly from Tom Rogic a couple of seconds before the half-time whistle. Rogic actually suffered quite a, a bad knock in the challenge. It was hard to tell whether he won the ball. I thought he did win the ball initially, but as I say, Roger came off the park with an injury. Interesting to see how long he's out for, because he didn't reappear for, for the second half. But anyway, Celtic scored a fantastic goal. Griffiths placed the ball, and what a finish it was uh, to get him off and running. And at that point, you thought, right, Dundee's resistance has been broken. Celtic will go on and win comfortably. They got a second goal in the second half. But as I say, Dundee got a goal back 20 minutes before the end Marcus Haber. And then, honestly, Roger, they had a chance two or three minutes before the end where they could easily have scored and they didn't take it. Overall, I think it was a convincing performance from Celtic. They did what they had to do and I don't think Dundee can have many complaints about it. Who was it had the chance at the end? Farsell, El Bactui. Marvellous. Is that, now, is that right, Roger? I yeah. think so, yeah. yeah I would have said to put, me, try to put me in the spot there. Absolutely, well done. Now, <laughs> you mentioned Tom Rogic injury, James Forrest's injury, Scott Sinclair's just coming back from injury. Do you think with these games, Partick Tuesday night, Hamilton Saturday, Ross County next midweek, will Brendan Rodgers shuffle the pack ahead of a trip to Ibrox and Hogmanay? Yeah, I think he very much will. The players who came in did okay. Ryan Christie came on and did, did fine. A couple of slack, slackness early in the first half where he kind of gave the ball away cheaply. Mackay Stephen came in again, played okay. I think he might bring in one or two of the younger players. But yeah, he's got to do this, Rodgers. He's got to give these guys a chance. Obviously, Celtic are unbeaten in the league just now. Un- unbeaten domestically and that's something which the, the fans and even the players are, are kind of clinging on to and, and quite rightly so but I think Brendan Rodgers has to look at these games and, and try and mix it up obviously Scott Brown didn't play at the weekend because he was suspended I, I think he might come back into to the game against this one I'd be surprised if he gives him two games off Celtic should freshen things up and they've got enough players on the fringes of the squad Roger who are there and who are capable of coming in and doing a job you touched on Lee Griffiths scoring the goal. He also hit the post. He scored one. He created one at Firhill the week before. Will it be Griffiths against Rangers? Will it be Dembele against Rangers? Or is there a way he can get both players no, into the team? He'll not do that. Not against Rangers. I'd be absolutely astonished if he, if he played both of them. I don't think it's really worked in the two or three times that he's played both of them together. That's the question, Roger. That's that's one of the things which will be fascinating to see. Ahead of that old, old firm game, he spoke to Lee Griffiths after the game on Saturday. He's very much of the opinion that this jersey's his right now, that he's had to bide his time to get back into the side when, when Moussa Dembele was scoring. 
and now that he's come into the side and has been playing well and has been scoring goals then then the jersey's his for me Dembele is a man of play against Rangers I'll be astonished if Brendan Rodgers takes the decision to pick the Griffiths now I, I like Griffiths I think he's a top player I like him as a guy as well I, I like the cut of his jib I like the fact that he that he did pretty much say on Saturday listen it's my jersey to be lost to be taken from me and I like that attitude about him but if you're asking me who Brendan Rodgers sees as his number one striker I think it's Dembele I, I tend to agree with you if nothing else simply course and distance Dembele against Rangers the hat-trick at Celtic Park the goal in the cup semi-final as well if Rogic isn't fit is there any way one can play off the other the way Rogic tends to play that kind of number 10 role Robert off a striker yeah, I suppose potentially it could happen. I just don't think it will happen, Roger. I just, I just don't think Brendan Rodgers will do that. I think if Rodgers isn't fit, he'll bring another midfielder in there. Obviously, Beaton played on Saturday. He's got various other ones who can come in. Uh, Cal McGregor, who he seems to like. I, I don't think he'll play both of them together. If you're asking me right now, I just do not think that will happen. Now, the win for Celtic at the weekend took them 11 points clear of Rangers. But Rangers themselves are edging you know, ahead of the pack in second place, seven ahead of Aberdeen and Hearts. And Martin Waghorn significantly back with a start and with two goals at Hamilton on Friday night. Yeah, a significant uh, night for him. He's obviously in talks with the club over a new contract that hasn't materialised as yet. And as we wrote in the paper a few weeks ago, I don't think he's been best pleased about that. It remains to be seen how things develop for Martin Waghorn on that front. But at the minute, he can't do any more than come into the side and, and play as well as he did against Hamilton and score a couple of goals. It was a good win for Rangers. I wasn't at the game, but I watched it on TV. And similarly to the, the, the Celtic game, they were very comfortably winning. Pushed a goal, with 15 minutes to go, and it was in a position where they could easily have shot themselves in the foot. They didn't do that. They, they showed a bit of composure. They saw the game out. They didn't hold on. They saw the game out pretty comfortably. Hamilton didn't really have another chance after pulling the goal back through Dougie Emery. But that was a good win for Rangers, and it continues a little run of form Roger which I think is important getting into this whole form game potentially in a couple of weeks because you look at the performance against Hearts not so long ago what was that 10 days almost two weeks ago now where they were abject the team were dire that night and, and here we are a few a few weeks down the line and we're talking about Rangers consistency fair play to Mark Wollerton he's changed the system there he's got them playing more directly it brings Joe Garner into the game more in the Rangers front line attacking players are feeding off that it will be interesting to see how things develop in the coming months at Rangers but as you say as you touched on they're very much the second team in the, in the Premiership right now he's, he's had a difficult season Wycorn he was injured in day one as you touched upon he's had the contract rounds and still not signing Mark Warburton's got out his way to say there's a future for Wycorn Wycorn's got out his way to say I want to stay here but in a season when even kids in the street are trying to, to, to take a bit of a rise out Wycorn now he's back in the team does he need to stay in the team for Rangers to be second because he looks the most likely of all the forwards to maybe hit 20 goals in a season who do you take out of the team then in that front three who do you take out because for me Roger Kenny Miller's been their best player this season now, Kenny Miller was dropped or rested not dropped he was rested for the Hamilton game Martin Waghorn comes in and does fantastically well but then does that mean Kenny Miller's out of the team because for me that would be a mistake in Rangers part for me he's been our best player this season he's the one player despite his age who's a spark every single time he plays for Rangers. So that's the debate and that's the, the question that Mark Warburton has to ask now because I think Barry Mackay is going to play because he's an out-and-out winger and he needs him on the side. Garner is going to play because he sees him as his number nine despite the fact he doesn't score goals. The fans are now taking to him. So it's probably that wide position on the right 
and if it's Waghorn or Miller, if you're asking me, despite Martin Waghorn's two goals against Hamilton Friday night, for me it's Kenny Miller all day long. Kenny Miller, of course, turns 37 just a day before the Rangers host Inverness Cali Thistle on Christmas Eve. Is you know Kenny's played the majority, vast, vast majority of games this season. But was he just taken out the firing line for a rest, or was it something to do with that plastic pitch? Do you think at Hamilton on Friday night? No, I wouldn't say that. I don't think it was anything to do with the, the plastic pitch. I'd be surprised at that because if you're going to arrest anyone because of the plastic pitch, it'd be Martin Wycombe, given his his history yeah. of injuries at Kilmarnock for one when he played down there. So no, I, I don't think it was anything to do with that. I can understand why. Mark Wolverton wanted to change it. Kenny is 36, as you say, he's 37 in a week or two. He can't go on forever. And there are times when he's going to need a rest. And when you think about that, think about the games coming up. And that's, and that's what I'm talking about. I think he, he's thinking of the, the Celtic game coming up. He's thinking of the big games coming up. And he's looking for his best players to be available. It's like the Moussa Dembele one at Celtic. I think that's why Lee Griffiths has gone back into the side. Brendan Rodgers has given his main player a little bit of a break. And I presume... That's how Mark Wolverton sold it to Kenny Miller the other night. It'll be interesting to see, though, if he does stick with uh, Martin Wycorn. And, and you just say, listen, there's an argument for, for saying that he should do. But if you're asking me, I think Kenny Miller should be the first name in Mark Wolverton's team sheet every week. You can watch the goals from all the big SPFL games on the website at thescottysun.co.uk slash sport. Well, last season, Andrew Considine's biggest controversy was when he sang Yes Sir I Can Boogie. Dressed up as a as a lady this season, he's big controversy. Who was that? You, Roger, who was that? Sorry, you. No, no, that was a different video. Right. Andrew Considine of Aberdeen. This season's big controversy could well be him saying Aberdeen will finish second because they've better players than Rangers. Since he said it, I think they've lost at Ibrox. They've had a nil nil at home to St Johnson, and on Saturday they were beaten by ten men in Dingwall. What has gone wrong at Aberdeen? It's a good question, and it's a, it's a question that Derek McInnes is going to have to answer very soon. Listen, if you're asking me if Andrew Constantine's well within his rights to say that, then I think he is. He, I, I don't think they should read too much into it. He's hardly going to sit there at a press conference or, or, or whatever and say that he thinks Rangers are better than Aberdeen. If he was to do that, he might as well just pack up his boots and never pull on that red jersey again so listen if he believes that fine fair play to him but at the minute it's not looking that way Rangers are in second place they're very much looking like the second place team in the league and as you say Aberdeen have faltered it's up to them now to, to bounce back the, the League Cup final performance against Celtic was nowhere near good enough they have had results since then they battered Kilmarnock was it at home in a midweek game but yeah they're, they're, they're looking for consistency back at Aberdeen which is one, one of the things that Derek McInnes has actually brought to the team since coming in there so I don't doubt that they'll be up there around about second or third before the end of the season it's just whether they can get back on track sooner rather than later when there are results like that were up at Dingwall at the weekend the focus inevitably falls on Aberdeen losing again and losing more ground on Rangers what does it say for Ross County though because quite quietly they've sneaked into the top six it was a fine win with 10 men after Kenny van der Weg's red card in the second half they're going well again Ross County yeah we've got a lot of time for, for, for Jim McIntyre and Billy Dodds up there do a great job they were fantastic last season uh, and you wondered if they could keep that going again this season it's, we've touched on this before Roger it's so tight from kind of six downwards in the, in the Premiership so many teams there obviously but there's so little between them it doesn't take very much or it won't take very much for, for one of the teams to, to jump into that top six and start kind of looking upwards rather than downwards but listen, you've touched on it there. Ross County in six places, uh, six place, sorry, twenty points. What is that? Five points ahead of bottom. It's nothing, you know. They, they, for as much as I don't think that Ross County will be anywhere near the relegation zone coming the end of the season, 
it's so close and so tight from six downwards. These games coming up are going to be huge for them, but as you say, I think Ross County has done incredibly well in recent seasons, and I, I genuinely don't think they'll be one of the teams. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Looking at relegation. Like Sunsport on Facebook for all the Scottish football latest. Aberdeen slipped up to allow Rangers to ease away into second place. Hearts slipped up as well. You would have expected them to have won at home to the bottom place team on a new manager's first home game in charge. Yeah, but it's like, like like I say there, Roger. The teams the teams are very closely matched. If you ask me, if you, even Hearts, who are one of our better teams, you're almost guaranteed that they'll be finishing the top four. Would you agree with that? Are we, are we looking I, at? I would agree with that. But when the last manager, Robbie Nielsen waved farewell to Tynecastle with a home win against Rangers they were second in the league so clearly the supporters expect Ian Cathro to keep them there and judging by the reaction A to his substitutions and B to the final whistle and the treatment of Connor Salmon in particular they're not too happy at sitting fourth Well I must admit that, that was one thing I found quite surprising when I read about the game and, and, and listened to the, the radio coverage was Hearts fans reaction to Ian Cathro obviously welcomed him the club last week and and there was obviously a lot of comment about his arrival at Tynecastle but for me I thought that comment would have given Cathro as big a chance as anyone to to get the fans on side from day one now they weren't particularly good against Rangers at Ibrox and as you say they've failed to beat the 12th team in the league at home but even by that it's very early days for the the Hearts fans if they are booing the manager eh, after two games and whatever you think of Ian Cathro, I think that's pretty unacceptable. So I think Cathro, whatever you think of him, and I don't have a problem with his appointment at all, fair play to Hearts for, for bringing him in, but they have to give him time, they have to give him a bit of scope there to do what he has to do. But I tell you what, it doesn't all go well for him, does it, Roger, if fans are getting on his back after uh, 180 minutes he, of football? He spoke after the game of of the match descending into what he described as mayhem and chaos in the second half. Is that not just Scottish football, Robert? Yeah. And is he going to have to get used to that rather than what he's seen in England's top flight, what he's seen in Spain's top flight? Yeah, absolutely. There's no two ways about that, Roger. I read his comments, looked at his comments, and for me it was a man clutching at things to say without actually knowing what to say. He didn't make much sense with his analysis of the game. At all, as you say, he describes Scottish football. You know, he described our game. It's kind of that, that, that's how it is, Ian. You know, you need to go on it and deal with it. He's new to that side of it as well, Roger. He doesn't uh, have a background in dealing with the media as well. So, again, maybe we need to come a bit of slack on, on that side of things. But I tell you what, there's absolutely no doubt about it. As you touched on, 
Robbie Nielsen was doing a tremendous job at Tynecastle. The performance against Rangers at Tynecastle in that last game was fantastic and the Hearts fans were, were buoyed at that point. And here we are, two weeks later, and it's the flip side of what's happening at Rangers who have turned the corner. Hearts are now have a manager who's getting booed by fans. That's not good. Now, we just remember, Robbie, you're not allowed to use the word buoyed when speaking about Ian Catherall. Now, I was at Perth at the weekend, St Johnson won, Motherwell won. Sounds absolutely stinking. Actually, it wasn't too bad, other than a howler by Xander Clark, the St Johnson goalkeeper, to allow Motherwell to take an early lead. They came back, they got an equaliser, but they were indebted to an old pal of yours, Craig Sampson, for, for two or three terrific saves to preserve what Mark McGee described as a very good point for Motherwell. Is that a, is that a fair analysis by Mark McGee, do you think? Yeah, it probably, probably is. Fair play to Big Craig, an underrated goalkeeper for me, and I, I do say that because he's my friend. But, yeah, it's a, a, that's a good point. That's a good point for Motherwell. They get the early goal, but St Johnson, McDermott Park is not an easy place to go without sounding cliched about it. St Johnson, fifth in the league, again, one of the teams that you would not expect be battling at the bottom end of the table come May but yeah Mother will get an early goal will they be unhappy about that Roger probably not I mean you're at the game should they? Should Mother will be happy with that it was, it was interesting because Mark McGee was serving the second game of his touchline ban he could have sat anywhere and he came up and sat in the press box and watched the game with the media so that obviously gave him a fair analysis of the game but he, he was he was very honest in his assessment Motherwell took an early lead and, and more or less from then on they, they were on the back foot St Johnson huffed and puffed about got a wee break when Chris Kane scored the goal one of the bonuses for St Johnson though 70 minutes from Chris Miller fit again and in the team well, well done Chris well done Chris <laughs> I mean no fantastic for him hopefully that's all joking apart hopefully that's an end of his injury problems because a good friend of Sunsport we don't like to mention how he's injury prone do we Roger we, we, we don't at all St Johnson have not had troubles to seek Stephen Anderson out with illness Michael Coulson is now out for I believe six weeks with a, a torn calf muscle and Stephen McLean won't play on Friday night at Kilmarnock because of plastic pitches and he doesn't like the plastic pitches yeah as you touched on earlier on with the Rangers uh, Kenny Miller and Martin Wycon. managers have to think about these things now they've got players with aches and pains knee injuries potentially from the past they don't want to risk that and the plastic parks are one of the things that they have to take, take into consideration and, and rightly so they are different the, these pitches are not, not as good they don't, there's no give the way you get in a grass park so if managers are thinking about that, then you can understand why. The, the last game in the Premiership card at the weekend was on Kilmarnock's plastic pitch, a one-all draw against Inverness, but it was referee Nick Walsh who seemed to get, to get most of the attention for what our colleague Kenny McDonald described as a rather erratic display. Are we going to annihilate referees, Roger, or do we just have to accept that our referees aren't as good as they maybe could be? Because that's where we are, we are refs. We do not agree that we don't have huge talent <laughs> in the referees pool yeah. so there's no point in annihilating them they are what they are but for Inverness six minutes from the end they were bottom of the league Gary Warren with an equaliser they could prove priceless for Richie Foran yeah absolutely Yeah, again when you look at the talking about the St Johnson Motherwell game Inverness going going to Rugby Park Kelly have been doing okay lately albeit they get hammered off Aberdeen but at home I think they've been pretty solid I think Inverness will be happy with that and especially as you say Warren gets a goal six minutes from time. You'll take a point in those circumstances all day long. Keep bang up to date with Scottish football by following Sun Sport on Twitter. Just dip our toe into the Championship. You had an excellent interview, exclusive interview with Chris Commons in the paper on Saturday. He will be enjoying life back on a football pitch with him. Yeah, very much so. That's what it's all about, this move. We'll see what happens at the end of the emergency loan agreement, which that in itself, by the way, is a complete laugh. You think of an emergency loan when you look at the squad that Hibs have. But anyway, 
they've, uh, they've used the rules, they've brought in a top player, a guy who's willing uh, to drop down a division to play football because he realises he has to play football at the minute. And fair play to Chris Commons, fair play to Hibs for having the wherewithal to get this deal done. Neil Lennon obviously knows Chris Commons very well, but his board there, Liam Dempster, and the board there back Neil Lennon by bringing in Commons, albeit on a short-term basis initially. For me, that's a signing which could could just get Hibs promotion. No, you, especially you, if they can, sorry Roger, especially if they can keep him for the rest, uh, rest of the season, which I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. When, when you were describing the emergency loan regulations as, as a nonsense here, Neil, or Dundee United supporting podcast producer was nodding in agreement, he will not be saying that if Dundee United get Nadia Swift saying an emergency loan in the next few days. Yeah, well that's, that's something, as we, as we said last week in the paper, that's something the United would like to see happen in talks with, 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 uh, with that. In mind, Ray McKinnon, desperate for a striker, desperate for a target man, and I think United drew at the weekend, Wraith Rovers at Starts Park, so I think that maybe underlines the fact that they need a need a new goal scorer to come into the side, and, and I tell you what, it's maybe not the worst thing that if Hibs have gone and got Chris Commons, it's maybe not done his chances any harm when he goes to his board and says, look, there's what our rivals are doing, we need to bring in a top player, we need someone to rival that, and Nadia Chifty I think would do that. And Robert, only five shopping days left at Christmas. Yeah, feel, what have you, you bought me? Well, you bought I was just about nice? to say, I was going to look at for something a little unusual, a little bit odd, but I think right. Neil has beaten us both. The first ever Dundee United microphone cover. Yeah. I so think if you're up shopping in the Wellgate Centre in Dundee, have a wee look around, you'll get one. It's like your, it's like your old Barnet, Roger. You used to have a haircut like it. I think <laughs> we'll get a picture of this, we'll get it on Twitter, let our uh, Twitter followers see it. It's just, it's pretty much identical to your hair when you're in school, Roger. That's, what I was, that's how I would describe it. <laughs> yes, and on that note, I wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.